0: Philips is focused on innovation to improve the health and well-being of people. Our devices and device-agnostic informatics solutions can scale across your enterprise to help care teams diagnose, treat, and manage patients with accuracy, speed, and confidence. By connecting the digital patient story, physicians and clinicians have intelligence for decision-making in the moment and insight to see beyond. It's our privilege to partner with you to care for the carers and to improve the lives of the people and patients they serve. Philips, innovation and you. This is Kate Cruz recording live at the 8th Annual Becker's HIT Digital Health and RCM Conference in Chicago. I'm with Terence Governor. Terence, to get us started, can you share a little bit about yourself, your role in organization?
1: Sure, absolutely. Uh, as you mentioned, my name is Terrence. I play the role of uh, Vice President of Medical Affairs at a firm called Clinintel. Clinintel is a technology and data analytics firm in the patient population severity reporting space. Essentially, we've, what we've pioneered is the ability to analyze claims-level data and tell you down to the individual provider if you're under reporting severity and then provides you with actionable data to correct the under-reporting over time. Uh, My clinical background is surgery and I left clinical medicine in 2009 and we're based out of Tampa, Florida.
0: Fantastic, thanks for that introduction. I look forward to learning more. So to get us started, when you think of digital innovation in healthcare right now, what is exciting you the most?
1: The most I would say is the wide array of opportunities that digital innovation and technology present to us to firstly eliminate a lot of waste and inefficiencies in healthcare and some of in certain cases has been around for a very very long time so using technology and digital innovation to eliminate a lot of that waste, but at the same time the ability to sort of shorten the distance between current clinical outcomes and improved outcomes as well as better management of chronic diseases in our country. So I think uh, it's not so much looking at digital innovation and technology as a shiny, cool object, but rather what long-term sustainable value can we get from it as organizations?
0: Yeah, and that's a very important part to look at. So um, at your organization, what are some top priorities for technology and the big issues that you're trying to solve?
1: Well, our top priority when developing our technology is how do we empower healthcare clinical leaders to affect a long-term change in provider documentation practices in a sustainable manner using advanced data analytics and, and, and unique insights as well as performance and actionable data. So we really need to empower our clinical leaders to communicate the data, but to use the technology with providers who may be less tech savvy, others and when you think about providers who are inundated with administrative tasks duties goals uh, you know plethora of of things they've been held accountable for or to their experience with technology there's a very low threshold for frustration and um, basically ignoring the overall initiative so our challenge uh, and it's a, it's it's a good problem to have. Is how do we make this technology that's used by our providers and the insights that we provide clear, seamless, and user friendly?
0: Do you have some specific examples of instances where you know the processes that you just explained have led to improved patient outcomes, patient-provider communication, physician well-being? Um,
1: yeah, sure. I think I think inherently accurate reporting of a documentation and subsequent reporting of accurate clinical conditions that patients have and that are, that they're being treated for has an inherent medical legal value to it just from a patient care standpoint. Uh, provider to provider communication, you know, care is explicit, not implicit. And so there's value there. From an out- clinical outcome standpoint, I think the accurate reporting of patient population severity via informatics and, and, and good insights, good data, good analytical insights, what it helps healthcare organizations and even specific providers do is optimize the risk adjustment uh, of severity reporting in the population of patients they serve. And what that does, Kate, is it impacts the expected denominator for many of our outcome metrics like mortality, length of stay, et cetera. So optimizing the E the denominator, the expected value is within an organization's control, but leveraging the technology and data to get there, is what helps uh, flatten the curve.
0: Yeah, thanks for explaining mm. that. Very interesting. Do you have advice that you would give to healthcare leaders today regarding digital innovation?
1: Mm. Yeah, um, and and I'll, I'll I'll view it from my my standpoint, which is when when you say healthcare leaders, I'm going to default to healthcare leaders of acute care organizations because that's really our wheelhouse. And uh, what I'll say is that. I don't believe, and if you look around you right now, I don't believe we have a lack of technology problem. I don't think we have a lack of digital innovation problem. I think most healthcare organizations right now suffer from a lack of an adoption problem. Uh, and that may stem very well from you know a bigger problem, which is culture. What is the organizational culture? Because digital innovation and technology, it's not gonna be a magic bullet. You have to put in the work. And sometimes putting in the work is met with resistance because we haven't gotten the culture right. So I think it's very important that leaders start if they already haven't, but start to talk about uh, the vision from a technology standpoint for their respective organization, but have that clearly communicated to the providers at the bedside and allow for their contribution input as well. Uh, we're trying to create a community that delivers healthcare and not uh, you know siloed entities. So I think that's a, a very important piece in order to get the best value out of all the different solutions we see here, so.
0: Yeah, that's some fantastic advice. Mm -hmm. So looking into the future, you know, three, five years from now, what do you think will be some of the most significant changes in healthcare delivery? Yeah,
1: that's a tough one, Kate, because there's, I think there's so many different sectors, but I think that what's, uh, what perhaps would be the most significant change would be the increased transparency and the increased in engagement and autonomy of healthcare, or rather, uh, patients themselves. Patients being able to choose healthcare and specific services and or uh, procedures, pretty much like how you buy anything else online. And I think that what we need to do is prepare for what drives their selections, and 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 it should be good quality outcomes. It should be patient satisfaction, a plethora of other things. And then within that, what can we as organisations control? And how do we strategize to optimize for that in the short and long term? So increased transparency and, uh, and autonomy on the patient side, I think, is uh, one of the biggest changes I, I foresee. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. As we wrap up, Thank is there you. anything else you want our listeners to know?
1: Um, You know, nothing. I don't think the listeners have already heard before. I, You know, not to sound very cliche, but the old adage of, But this is the way we've always done it. It has never been more dangerous in this current environment. And I think that healthcare leaders, um, I think clinical leaders need to be held accountable for certain sort of um, things that they can control from a healthcare delivery standpoint. And it's time for us to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. That's how how we'll get true sustainable results uh, that we're hoping to achieve.
0: Yeah. Well, that is a fantastic way to end this conversation. Thank you again Thank for you. your time. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you, Kate. Appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way. Becker's Healthcare has launched My BHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at review.com, and we'll see you there.